Welcome to episode 32 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play The Witness. We've got some great stuff coming up this month for the one-year anniversary of the Left Behind Game Club. First, on June 6th, we're putting out an E3 prediction special. June 13th, we're playing through Star Wars Republic Commando. And on June 27th, we play Vanquish. As always, you can check out everything we do on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and on Discord. You can find the link to our Discord channel at leftbehindgame.club. But back to the game at hand. We solved as many puzzles as we could, but for some reason, we couldn't get over the weird recordings in the game. Whenever I heard anything started recording, I'm like, it's probably just more spiritual mumbo-jumbo that's not going to help me. (laughs) The philosophers once said that there was a boat and a ship. They sailed on the ocean for a long time and discovered that nothing was the same. All all I wanted to know was, why are there Tetris pieces? That's it. Give me a straight answer. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have three friends with me. We'll start with the friends you know. Uh, the first is Mike Ruffalo. How's it going? I'm excited to talk about a great game. Are, is, is it a great game, though? It's a fantastic game. All right, we'll uh, debate that one a little later. Uh, second friend you know, Mo Murtadi. Yo, 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 I finally found a reason why I'm losing hair. It's because of this game. Here we go. <laughs> and our third friend, uh, it's our first time on the podcast. Uh, welcome to Court FTW. Court, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So, Court, tell, tell the audience uh, you're a Twitch streamer. What do you like to play on Twitch? Uh, I like to play a variety of different games, mainly RPGs. Right now, I'm hooked on Stardew Valley Multiplayer play a lot of Zelda, uh, World of Warcraft, uh, just like kind of interactive games that like I can still interact with the chat as well. Uh, yeah, so not not too uh, competitive games. Like I know a lot of people play Fortnite and PUBG, but I'm, I don't like shooter games. So if you want to come out and watch me play through a story-based game and yeah, come check out my stream. <laughs> And you also have a good community of people that watch your streams as well, right? Yeah, we're called the Boob Girl Community, <laughs> ironically <laughs> enough, yeah. Because I actually got suspended one time for uh, having a sexually explicit gif when people would follow, and I got banned for 24 hours, and then people called me a Boob Girl, which was ironic because I'm not a Boob Girl, so I made t-shirts. <laughs> and, and then, so ever since then, I, we, we call ourselves the Boob Girl Community because it's ironic, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Twitch handle? Uh, The Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash courtftw. I usually stream at nighttime as well. Uh, On weekends, sometimes I start a little bit earlier, but mainly at nighttime. And nighttime, you're in uh, PST, right? Yeah, PST Pacific. So, yeah, catch me on my Twitch channel. (laughs) Awesome. Welcome, welcome. So uh, the game we played today is Jonathan Blow's The Witness. Uh, It was released on a myriad of platforms uh, starting in January of 2016, uh, developed and published by his company Tekla. Just, where do we... I don't know what do we do how do we talk just how, just, help just rip off the band-aid man let's let's get it going why don't you tell tell me all about it then uh alrighty so before <laughs> I even get started um I'll let you know how I kind of played the game because I think I was the only one that played it on iPad right anyone else played on iPad no okay no yeah so uh I I I think I started on Steam. I think I bought it for a sale for a couple of dollars, whatever it dropped down to. Um, and then I found out it was available on I- iPad. So I bought it then. So I played 10, 15 minutes on iOS and I played the rest of it on iPad. And to be honest, I think it was a great decision, except for a few challenge areas where you kind of needed to be precise with your movement. And I had to kind of figure out how to move properly to like solve certain uh, challenge puzzles. But um yeah how did you, you play jacob um i played on xbox one so it was a um xbox live game with games with gold uh i think in the month of 
I want to say April, so it was free for anyone with Xbox Live Gold. That's where I picked it up. But I also own it on PC because, uh, like every other episode, I own the game we play on like four platforms. Uh, so that's where I played Jacob it. Just likes burning money. I love burning money. Uh, Court, how did you play it? Um, I also well, I played it on PC. So because PC Master Ratio. <laughs> everything on PC if I get a chance to. Uh, well, and even with streaming the way we have everything set up, PC's usually my main go-to for any game. And I want to ask you, so you played it on PC. You streamed this game a little bit as well, right? I did, yes. How did that turn out? It... <laughs> <laughs> when, like, I don't know if you guys have ever streamed or, like, you know, if you watch a stream, there's so much more pressure to keep the flow of the game going and this game was just a bad idea for that. And because and, if you get stuck, you're just literally doing the same thing and you're getting frustrated and then people are talking to you. So I had to like actually use a guide for some of the stuff just for my stream so people wouldn't get bored. So that was... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of and staring Mike, at the same screen. Uh, I played it yeah. on my Xbox One. And then I would say I played a lot of it on Jacob's Xbox One. Um, because, <laughs> spoilers, Jacob and I decided to tag team this. We had a motto. Yeah. <laughs> it was called, we got two brains. Brains. <laughs> <laughs> and so Because I don't think we could do it with one brain. <laughs> we put our two semi-slow uh, semi brains together to create one slightly faster than average brain. Uh, and we were able to <laughs> plow through a couple of these puzzles. And uh, and make some progress, Jacob. So, Mike, I want to know because uh, I think we need to just like get in. We need to like punch through this wall and just tell the people, tell the people, what is this game about? How do you describe this video game? So, what is this game about, <laughs> or what is this game? That's, a, that's uh, the first question I need to come back to. Courtney said a headache, <laughs> but. Just talk about this video game. Okay, so... What is it? This game is a... It's a walking simulator where you are uh, trapped on an island. And I use the word trapped because uh, you cannot escape if you wanted to. If you wanted to to not have to deal with these puzzles, there is no choice. Uh, And you stumble across a lot of these different puzzles. And the aim of the game is to complete as many puzzles as you can to activate these lasers to all uh, point towards this one big tower in, I would say, the middle of the island uh, that you have to go and solve and finish. Um, and that's, that's what the, uh, the, the motion of the game is. But what the game is about is it's about those eureka moments, that epiphany. And uh, I think on a, on a broader scale, I would say the scientific process and about learning. But we can we can get nerdy about that later if you want. Without being you're like shown how to do stuff, it's all about exactly. figuring it out. Yeah, I, it, they do a really good. Well, at some, some points, there's a really very good way of like figuring out how to solve everything. But then I feel like there's like you'll be because how it works is when you get to a new kind of area, you have like a set of like five or six puzzles that are the same, and they increase in difficulty pretty like like in a general flow but then you'll hit one of them and you're like wait what what there's there's no logic to this this is not going to get solved and in our last podcast that we recorded i i before we started i showed mike and uh jacob a screenshot of a few puzzles that logically were perfect and they should have like worked but the, the game didn't accept it. it it didn't want to kind of proceed with it yeah. and the thing that happens sometimes is me and Mike so uh, we were playing yesterday and we played through the quarry which is one of the air, the later areas or one of the most difficult areas and we saw like you said kind of a slab of puzzles and we had figured out the logic we're like okay we have to separate the colors uh, because there were like little colored blocks that we had to separate um, and we just kind of started going about it and our logic actually worked for the first four out of six puzzles and we got to the fifth one in the series and the logic that we had made in our own minds didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we had to re-go about it and go like, let's rethink our, and like Mike said, the scientific process, let's think about our pros. Let's like, what are we doing wrong here? What is, how do we actually solve this puzzle? And the way we had like gone about it is like totally wrong. So it just so happened that the way we thought about it worked, but it totally was not the the way to solve the later puzzles. We were oh, the well, pigeon. Yeah, but, uh, Sorry, go ahead, Mo. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I've had, I had, there was like a several puzzles where I got to the point where I was just scratching on the iPad and like hoping <laughs> it would work. And I, I swear I got at least two or three that, that locked in and worked. And I'm like, okay, sure, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you don't learn. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we, well, I'll still get the Nobel Peace Prize for solving this scientific uh, <laughs> yeah. problem. We like, were We were the pigeons in the Skinner box where we, we spin around three times and then peck on peck at the back of the box and then hit the button and the food comes out and we think that it was because we spun around those three times that that we ended up getting the food and it was only when we were able to like take that step back and say like okay what is the premise here what are what are the underlying assumptions that we're making and how do we strip those away and, and start from scratch to, to figure out how we did it and that moment of like being stuck on puzzle five of like a six puzzle series and all of the ones before it, we had figured out and no problem just flew through and got stuck there. And then going back and realizing like the mistake that we had made and then completing (laughs) that one was just such an, like a euphoric feeling. Like it felt so good. The, the amount of times that Jacob and I looked at each other and yelled, we're geniuses. We are the smartest people on earth. There is no one that is smarter than us right now. Um, it, it was yeah. just like an un, unmatched feeling. There, there's truly no, nothing like figuring out a puzzle uh, in, in The Witness. And, um, and I think it, it when I first started the game, so when you first start the game, you kind of walk out into an open area that is relatively small and, like, you're given no direction when you start the game. They're just like, go ahead and start. There's no intro sequence. There's no, like, voiceover. It's just, like, just go. And I feel like that was, I don't want to say it was refreshing, but it was very interesting to have, like, zero, like, introduction to the game and just be kind of thrown into it. Yeah, well, at the same time, like, they start it so bare bone. I think you're in, like, a tunnel or, like, a cave, and the only place you can go to is, like, the first doorway that's right in front of you, and you click on it, and something moves, and you're, like, you get the satisfying, like, click sound that, hey, you've just accomplished this task. And that's how, like, they kind of slowly guide you with a little bit of direction, but not giving you really anything. Um, I don't know what happened, but my game did not start like that. (laughs) <laughs> I downloaded it, started it, and I was in the query right off the bat with all of the puzzles already done. No. What? And I was so confused because already the game doesn't show you how to do anything. So I'm wandering around trying to like, I would look at the puzzle that's already complete and I would just try and retrace it. But I kept messing up all these puzzles. So then like certain things would shut off. I'm like, I don't understand this game. Like, <laughs> is it just a memory game? <laughs> I don't get this. And like, I wandered around trying to like open like doors that were already open and they would close on me. And I <laughs> just was so confused. So I had to like go on to YouTube and look up the beginning sequence and realized that I don't know what happened, but I was not in the beginning of the game. <laughs> In fact, you're at the toughest section. Yeah, Court was actually <laughs> making the game harder as she was playing. Yeah, when ours started easy, went difficult. Hers was difficult and got even worse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, don't understand. <laughs> and the quarry is like the toughest part of the game, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. found the swamp was like, uh, I wanted to rip out my hair <laughs> for that one. Like, <laughs> Jacob, what was the part that yeah. you found the most difficult? Um, I think when we did it, it was definitely the quarry that, um, it was weird how there was this like broad difficulty spectrum where like, so when you and I were playing, I think you and I did like four, was it four play sessions where we kind of played like extended? I think it was four. So during one of the sessions, um, you had started playing the game by yourself and then I believe your exact words were, I can't do this alone (laughs) because I want to die. Is that, is that accurate? No, I feel like those were your words. Yes, those are probably my words, actually. I need your help. I can't do this alone. Um, so you had played, like, I don't know, maybe three or four of the sections. And I had played maybe, you know, three or four of the sections. And then we started playing together. And uh, so one of the times you came over and then we played for a couple hours and you left. And I actually went and I found a section you had already beaten. So I think it was Jungle, which is the one where you have to listen to the environment and, like decide no that's not it mo it's oh, not no that that is it it just i i'm going through like post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> from, from those birds you know shout out to youtube shout out to the walkthrough i had to use to kind of find my way through that one 
Yeah, so it's like sounds, and it's like there are three pitches of sound, and depending on the pitch of the sound, you either have to like move your cursor up, move your cursor to the center, or move your cursor down. And that was one of the only ones that immediately clicked with me, and I just like destroyed. I felt like a genius, <laughs> and it's the only time it happened with this game. It's because you're very Rightfully musical. So. Yeah, because I'm very well. I wouldn't call myself musical, but like sound is something that I understand. So I was like, "Oh, I know what this is. This is just pitch. Let's go." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't feel like a genius throughout mo- much of this game. No, no. I had to actually stop playing it for a little bit because it would actually make me nauseous. Of all, like just like run because I would run around everywhere and I would have to stop. I'm like, oh, okay. I need to. I need a break because I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that that right there is, I think, one of the best ways to play the game is taking a break or two. Like, with me, I played it a lot every morning. Like, when I was going to work, I'd have a good, like, 20 minutes on the subway to kind of just bat mash through. And there were some puzzles that I was like, there's no way I'm solving this. So I'll start it when I leave my house, and I wouldn't solve it even when I got to work. But the next day, when I'd come see it with a fresh set of eyes and not thinking about the same thing I've been doing over and over again, I would get it within the first two, three minutes, and like, oh, how did I not see this right away? Yeah, so Mike? the way that I tended to play the game was I, I would play in like 30, 40 minute chunks where I would play until I hit hit a wall where I just could not solve it and it was not clicking and I'd stop for a day and then I'd come back and I'd play another 30 or 40 minutes and I'd see if I'd made any progress. And a lot of the time it goes back to like your subconscious mind solving these problems when you're not actually thinking about them and you come back to it with fresh eyes, just like Mo said, and you completely like solve it, no problem. And you're like, how did it ever take me this long before? But that's so funny, Court, that you mentioned that you know it was making you nauseous because a friend of mine it was also trying to play this game, and he kept saying, I can only play this for like 20 minutes max before I get a headache. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't understand it, but I kind of understand what you guys are saying now about. The, uh, the perspective and running around really fast and it, you know, causing a little bit yeah. of vertigo and stuff. Jake. Yeah, yeah and, and that actually was friend of the show. That was Kevin, right, that said that, correct? Yeah, yeah, good Kevin Yeah, so writer. one of the past hosts, he's been on two of our episodes. He was on the Vermintide episode, and then he was also on um, Tomb our Raider. Tomb Raider episode. Uh, you can listen to those at leftbehindgame.club if you like. But uh, he was saying last night that he couldn't play it for more than 20 minutes at a time. Could you imagine playing this game in VR? Like how how wild and disorienting it would be. Oh my no, god! Mike? Couldn't oh do it. my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> one, it would be kind of cool to be in the world, but you're you can't do longer than 10, 15 minutes. One, because like it's already jarring enough, and you already get nauseous. And two, because you have to solve, use your brain even more to solve a problem. That's like <laughs> mm-hmm. a five minute experience, like one challenge, and then we have to. There's like a timer that you have to wait for legal reasons so you don't sue them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can play the game. Can we talk about how beautiful the world is? Like, it is breathtaking. If we had to talk about one good thing about the game, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's actually, yeah, it's stunning. There's a lot, like, was, was this built in Unity by any chance? Does anyone know? I think I, mean, I think so. Uh, I'm going to pause I didn't it right get now. the credits. I do so I remember, um, I think with this game, so, like, when you think about, like, uh, so his first game, Jonathan Blow's first game was Braid. And so Braid came out many years ago, and I remember, uh, and Mike, you listen to the same podcast I do, I remember that uh, The Witness was in development for, like, many, many years, and it was delayed many, many times, and I remember people uh, had played, like, previous iterations of the game over many years, um, but it always had this kind of same aesthetic, right? One of the things I just uh, realized, too, was it was not developed uh, with Unity. Jonathan Blow was very adamant that he wanted to use his own game engine so he can control every little aspect of the game. Such a Jonathan um, Blow thing. Of, exactly. <laughs> I said, as I was reading that, I'm like, it kind of totally makes sense. So he's like, yeah, I don't want to be like limited or anything like that. So that's what he used. And the reason why I bring that up is because in, in Unity, there's a bunch of like standard assets that you can download that give you that look and feel. And every time I see it, I'm like, wow, I wish I could make a game using this. But I don't know how it would look. It would look less good than this because they use the same similar low polygon like trees and mountains and all of that but it's so like well done flow it flows together well even though every challenge area is uniquely different it kind of goes together Mm -hmm. there's something so amazing of seeing like the the tree section 
that is just all the trees look like it's fall and they're all yeah. like orange and brown and yellow and then across from it is like a perfect crystal clear lake with these little like tea lanterns in the water and then across from that's this big quarry and a temple and a and a castle and it's just an amazing world to like be in and if it wasn't yeah. so punishing with all of these puzzles <laughs> i would want to spend more time in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did any of you guys play uh, what remains of edith finch yes so did did you get like a vibe from from that game uh playing the witness? Um kind of. Like when I found the recordings in the witness, they made no sense. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when like Edith or Finch, they like you know it it's a story that they're unraveling as you're going through it and with these recordings it was just random stuff. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be paying attention? Will this help me in the puzzle? And it's like, no, it's not going to. <laughs> He's just talking about Francis Bacon yeah. and other <laughs> philosophers, and I just right. I don't understand what's happening. Mike, did you understand kind of what was happening with those recordings? So I I listened to those thinking like, oh, okay, there's going to be a lot of these, and uh, it's going to be independent of the puzzles, but listening to all of these is going to help me figure out what the theme and motif of the game is. And I only found like one or two of those, and I was not able to piece together any like coherent message from them, um, but I'm assuming <laughs> that's two. because I didn't hear them all. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I when I found I think my first one, I was like, oh, I have to listen to this. This is definitely going to be a, a key or a tool yeah. that I'm going to use to solve puzzles. <laughs> okay. Pay attention, Mo. Pay attention, Mo. Pay attention. What's going on? What? <laughs> fa- fast forward like five minutes of continuous dialogue, and I'm like, I'm completely lost. Guaranteed, I'm not listening to this again. Yeah. So I kind of moved on and just left it. Whenever I heard anything started recording, I'm like, it's probably just more spiritual mumbo jumbo. That's not going to help me. Yeah. Let me just let me just keep moving. And that's that's essentially how I did it. Yeah. The philosophers once said that there was a boat and a ship. They sailed on the ocean for a long time and discovered. And then literally, nothing was the same. And literally, all, all I wanted to know was why are there Tetris pieces? That's it. Give me a straight answer. Yeah. Where am I? Should we talk about the different types of puzzles? Yeah. Yeah. What was your? Uh, I guess I'll start then by asking, what was your like favorite, or maybe just tell us about one different type of puzzle? Okay. There was so I, I many. Have, yeah, I have two that I really liked. I think. Okay. Yeah. Two. Why that don't you tell us? Tell us what your favorites were. Okay, well, so my, my favorite one that I kind of remembered and was like, ah, oh, this is pretty neat, just because it's easy to solve, was the, uh, I think you're in the desert with, like, the ref- if you had the sun hitting the, the the puzzles in the right way, it gave you the solution to the answer, but you have to be positioned in the exact direct angle from the sun to the puzzle to yourself. Yeah. Um, so that one was pretty unique, but that's where the iPad kind of was a little funky until I figured out the precise movement. With the, with a controller, you're just moving a first-person dude wherever you need to be, and it was very precise. How did I- it work on I- iPad? iPad was point, and it had a, a intelligent uh, nav point. No, 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 it was nav point. Uh, so you click on one location, and it would find a, the, cl- the fastest route to that location. If you double tapped, uh, it ran to that location. So it was, it was actually that was probably my favorite part about it. So if I was on top of a mountain and I want to go across the <laughs> desert, I double click on the desert, and it would find my way down the mountain, down past trees, through everything, and get me there. So oh, what? That's super yeah, useful. It was, it was, yeah. yeah, so it was pretty useful. The only way it was not useful was that one puzzle that I'm talking about is because you had to be in such a precise place. So what they did was if you double, like, tap and hold, like, gesture, two-finger, and drag, you can uh, strafe left and right. If you pinched to zoom uh, outwards, like, if you pinched away to zoom or whatever, you'd uh, move backwards. And if you pinched forward, you'd, like, zoom in as, like, a binocular kind of view. So it was very intuitive, but it took a while because they don't have that many instructions later to the game to do this precise movement. But once you kind of figure it out, you can kind of get yourself in the right place. But it's a, I'm going to say it's at least one step more difficult than precision with a controller in those types of puzzles. But yeah, my favorite puzzle was definitely that reflection one just because it was pretty pretty cool how the sun had to be in the right place just for you to see something. Yeah, that mm. was interesting. So I Mike, think what was favorites. your favorite puzzle type? I think my favorite puzzle type was the uh, Tetris blocks, the Tetraminos, where, uh, and I think specifically the ones where they were turned on an angle. So there's, I think the first type of uh, Tetramino you get is it's it's a little, it looks just like a Tetris piece in the middle of one of the squares, and you need to be able to isolate the shape of that Tetris piece in the maze and get to the finish line. Um, 
and then they ramp it up in difficulty by adding multiple different Tetris pieces that you often need to like lump together to create one bigger shape or uh, isolate using negative space to make those shapes. And then I think the mm-hmm. way that they turn it to like the turn the dial to 11 is by giving you multiple of these pieces and turning them on an angle. So you then have to think about these Tetris pieces not only in the way that they present it to you. So if it's just like a, a three stacked Tetris piece on top of each other uh, or an L-shaped piece, but you have to think about it as if I were to spin this 180 degrees or 360 degrees, what would this look like in all of its different uh, configurations? And how can I make that work with all of the other constraints that I have in the puzzle? Well, yeah, I think for all of us here, we're, we can definitely say that's when the headaches began. Yeah. Was once you got to these Tetris pieces and they turned them a bit, that's when you're like, okay, I'm going to have to think. There's no more flow and slowly learning. Yeah. We've gone to our first problem. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> And they even add, like, layers of difficulty by later adding, like, multiple different colors of Tetris pieces. So it's like, you know, hey, these are smaller ones, but then, like, here are the blue ones, here are the yellow ones. Like, you have to then, like, only the yellows can be together, only the blues can be together. Like, that was, oh, the t- when you figured out a Tetris piece puzzle, I feel like that was one of the most satisfying parts of The Witness is when you kind of went there and say, like, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> I figured this out. I'm a genius. See, I never quite got the the puzzles of the suns, I think it was, where you had to, like, group them in pairs. Uh, but Jacob solved oh. those like like they were the easiest thing on Earth. So I would just sit back and watch Jacob just cruise through these and just be what? amazed and awe. And I'm like, how are you doing this? And he's like, you just got you just got to pair them. You just got to match them up. It's just <laughs> easy. And I would sit there like, no, no, it's not that easy. I'm not following and then he'd say, like, look, so then you do this, and then you do that. And I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it, but I actually didn't get it. But I, I still just, wasn't explaining it. I was I just like, this is, how I'm, this is how I'm doing it. I was a terrible teacher in that, like, I'm just be like, why don't you get it, stupid? <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's, that's, this is it, that's it. I like the, yeah. uh, the colored, like, the blocks where you had to, like, separate them and pair them. That one was, like the easiest for me. And, at, like, at the end when it's, like, uh, on a timer where you have to step and it opens up you get two things that was the fastest one that i did and then f that other one <laughs> i was like no but yeah, it was it, it was the easiest one for me and i just cruised through it yeah though that with the timered one uh the first time i saw the timer i think it was in the treehouse the one where you're like climbing up top each time you solve a puzzle you got like an extra step towards a new location yes um i think i can't remember if it was at the end of it or if it was midway through when you had the timered thing where you open it up and you can see the door opening yeah and you have to run there so that's where that ipad like click to go thing was beautiful so i opened it up double tapped on it and the guy just sprinted perfectly across every little area got there in time opened it up and i kind of that that area i actually i put up the wrong path so i would just make it as it was closing on my face Oh. And I was like, no, and I would run so fast. And if I messed up, I'd be like, okay, I have to go back, click on it again. Oh, and, and then I realized that you had to maneuver, like move it around a different way. And then it made it a lot easier to like just jump across. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I 100% did the same thing as you, Court, where I like set, because in some instances, there are multiple ways to solve the same puzzle. Yes. And in these treehouse levels, like you could actually set yourself on a totally different path. So, like, let's say you have this path, and then one of the puzzles actually gives you two different solutions. And one of the solutions will set you, like, continuing to go straight, but then the other solution will have you turn right. So, at least at two different junctions in the treehouse, I'd pick the wrong solution, and I'd actually, like, set myself on the wrong path. So, when that door thing happened, I was like, why aren't I understanding how to beat this? It's because (laughs) on two different paths... I had set myself on the wrong solution, so there was no way for me to get there without yeah. actually like resolving a lot of the puzzles. Man, I was frustrated. Yeah, like I can't jump in this game. <laughs> Imagine how how interesting this game would have been with a jump, or even to be able to like walk off a ledge. Oh my god, I'd cause... kill myself on it. Like I'd <laughs> just be like, so "At this glad. game," and then jump off. <laughs> right? I'm so glad there was no jump or crouch. Because it at least limited the possibilities of the things that I wasn't considering when I approached a puzzle and didn't know how to solve it. Uh. Because with 
and I think we haven't really talked about these as much, the different environmental puzzles of having to look at a certain angle or, um, like, for example, anything that was any puzzle uh, piece that was made of glass, you almost knew you had to look into the environment and see yes. something that was blocking it to uh, or, or providing the barriers for, for your maze piece to go through. Or like um, the shadows. Exactly. If, yeah, that if was my If you were able to too. crouch or if you were able to jump, that it would have played with my head so much that like, oh, I need to hop on this thing and then look down on this angle or I need to crouch underneath and try solving it. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate how, I mean, it, there's a vast set of ways that you can look at these puzzles, but I appreciate that it was limited by not being able to jump and crouch. Yeah, I think the, my, my favorite, my, my, the moment in the game where I was like, oh my God, I'm a genius, just like how you and uh, Jacob did it, Mike, uh, was... Early on, when you get to the, I think they're called the trees with like the little red circle on them. The cherry blossoms. Oh. So that, you mean that was, yes? Yes. So that, the those, apples. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with those ones, you pretty much had a puzzle that looked kind of like a cartoon tree, and then behind it or around it, there's also a real tree that kind of had the same branch flow. So in order to solve it, you had to kind of find which one had the red little cherry. So you get to the first one. Oh, the cherry's right there. You follow the flow. You're good. But then you get to a certain one where there's no cherry. And you're like, what's going on? How do I do this? And then you're like, oh, one of these branches is broken. Maybe the cherry was on there. <laughs> and, then, and then as soon as you yes. little follow it and it works, you're like, I am a genius. <laughs> yeah. This was so early on and I had no idea. I, when I got to that point, I'm like, this game's going to be so easy. I don't know why people think this is hard. And then I, I was rudely awakened in like the next. <laughs> 10 15 minutes that was in the monastery right yeah for you like it's funny how you guys have these eureka moments because every time i figured something out i would just go this is stupid (laughs) 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 i would just get so i'm like that was stupid (laughs) i think my my favorite thing with mike and i was we would literally a lot of the time you know how people like stand like in art museums they just kind of look at the art and they're just like yes i just really appreciate this (laughs) there were a lot of moments where him and i would stand up and just literally like walk around the tv and just like (laughs) say like how do we are we looking at this the right way like we're not moving the actual environment we're actually like moving ourselves in the physical environment looking at the tv in a different angle yeah and like i'm just like we're such idiots Look at us walking around this TV like like dummies. You've drank but, too much Kool Aid, man. <laughs> but then we would have our what we would call our Rain Man moments, where we would just yell at the other, like, "Hand me the controller! I have the solution." You're like, "I know what it is." <laughs> and I most think, of the time, it wouldn't. We actually wouldn't have it. But the odd occasion, we would. Mo, you know what's really weird? Like, so uh, every single one of us is kind of having a strong set of like. They, they know which puzzles are the best for them or they're able to solve them easier. If we all play this all together, this would have been like a three-hour game. Oh, yeah. I think we would have knocked it out. But because we're all, like, struggling, no one, no one knew how to do the sound one except for Jacob. So, like, we, we would have it would have been a lot more enjoyable and a lot less, uh, what the hell are we doing? Well, I, yeah. I think that goes back to, like, the idea of it, is as far as I see it, the game being about, like, the scientific process and, like, having those eureka moments. Because, like, if everybody is trying to solve these things individually... Uh, and not like sharing this information with others, then like it all becomes much harder. But the more we're able to share this information, the the easier it becomes. Um, and, and you know, share the learnings that we have. And the mm-hmm. thing that I realized about this game is that like this, just like you said, Mo, like this is such a good couch co op game. Like I had so much fun playing this with Jacob, even though we were like often willing to put our heads through his TV. Because there were, <laughs> when when you got that moment of solving that puzzle and you just look at the person next to you and you're just like high fives, hugs, and then just chanting like, we're the best, we're the smartest, no one can take us down. Like yeah. <laughs> nothing beat that. That was the best. I love I loved those moments so much. Like, I was so willing hyped. to trudge through <laughs> yeah. the like the difficulty and the, the frustration of those like other puzzles. Yeah, so we, we started playing this game, like, what, about six weeks ago? So we, we pushed the show just because uh, I think we made the call of, like, it, this doesn't benefit us to, like, rush through this game because yeah. the fun in this game is, like, going through it at, a, like, a, a specific pace. Um, but I could never imagine having to either, one, speed run this game or two, if I'm going to be totally open and honest, playing without a walkthrough. Because there were times, and Mike's shaking his head at me, <laughs> but there were times where I would like, 
Like we'd be struggling for 30 minutes and then he, I would just solve it and he would go, oh man, how'd you do that? And I would look at him and go, I don't know. <laughs> he thought I was texting was on my just phone, a guilty but I was actually looking the solution. Yeah, yeah, he was a guilty <laughs> puppy. He just peed on the floor he- and he was looking up at me like, I promise I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Even with like the walkthrough, it like, it just, it helped figuring out what the puzzle was. But then I think this is why the swamp was the most frustrating for me because I needed the most help with because you had to, like, it, there was so many different options to figure out how to move different things. So to me, like, that was very frustrating because there was so so much to, like that you could have done and I had to use my own head for it. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I hate this. Why did I choose this game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the because I, I use the walkthrough as well for some of the parts in the game, but where it helped me the most was navigation. Because at some points I'm like, where do I go next? Yeah. Then, so one of the things I had always up was the map of the island, because like, and I had like a list of different regions because I didn't know where any regions were. So it'd say like you have to go to the jungle is the one I want to bring up the most. One, I didn't know how to solve the puzzles there, so I needed help with it. But two, I had no idea where the start point was for it. I must have walked through those trees so many times, clicking, 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 to the point where I just I was fed up and I just looked up a video to find a guy that started from the monastery and he kind of walked me through to the actual starting point. And I was like, okay, at least I can try this part right here. Yeah, I um I used the guide for um, a direction in the game because for me, when it comes to playing games, I need that like sense of direction and for it to be so vast of all the options you could do i needed something to follow i was like okay i did this one this one's next okay i did this one this one's next and it just it made it a lot easier to play when i had a sense of direction in it because there's yeah there's nothing (laughs) and and the thing is with it is some of the areas in the game were much much simpler than others so like jungle for example i know mo kind of struggled with it but like that to me was the only area where i like i did it in 10 minutes like it was incredible how i just got through it um but like you courtney like i i want direction in my games like i want uh i rather have a directed experience like a narrative experience than an open experience so to not know what to do next and to like not know like is the area I'm jumping into a three hour area or is it a ten minute area? Like I I almost need that for my own like sanity to to kind of stay, Mo. Oh, so I'm gonna get this alley oop directly from Mike that he threw earlier. The scientific process is not about direction. It's an abstract problem so something you have to figure out they're not going to guide you with the little with your hand to hey you, you want to know where gravity exists here let's, let's guide you let's, let's show you how, let's show you an apple dropping no you have to solve it not knowing where to go and still finding a solution even though i hated it it kind of sticks with michael's little little theory earlier on the uh one of the things that i did use the walkthrough for was just when i approached an area to figure out whether I needed to complete another area and learn something before I started that one just to make sure that I wasn't stumbling into something that I I was like way outside my, my like zone of knowledge. Like I wasn't approaching like, um, integral calculus before I knew how to do simple division. Um, (laughs) so yeah, that, that was really what I used it for more than anything. I had a question. Yes. For all the lasers that you guys completed, um, crap, what area was it? It's like the desert area. My mm-hmm. laser did not go to the tower. Yeah. It, it oh. went, and I was like, am I supposed to do like a reflection thing for it to hit the, like the tower? I'm like, did I do something wrong? I was like, I hope this still works. <laughs> but it, it went <laughs> off like just into the distance, into the horizon. And I was so confused as to why it was doing that. So I was wondering if you guys had the same problem. Um, really, really quickly. When I found a laser... I think the first or second one, because it takes so long to like deploy and fire, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that was pretty neat for the second one. After the second one, I didn't even look up. As soon as I flipped the switch, I moved on to the next puzzle because <laughs> I was over Let's it. Let's get this done. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, you're the one in our game that figured that out in the town, right? Yeah. So I, I we were in the town, and we were trying to solve the remaining puzzles because we were right at the end there, and I think that yeah. was the last section. And I stumbled across this panel, and I realized there's this little dial beneath it and there was a laser beam shooting right over our head and I was like oh <gasps> so this is definitely a reflection puzzle or not even like a reflection puzzle it was just I really needed to figure out what angle I had to reflect this on and I just did a whole bunch of trial and error until I found the right angle 
And uh, what do you know? Two minutes later, it was it was shooting right into that big tower. Oh, okay. So I didn't figure that out. I was just I, we that figured town, it out. I, luckily, we we were super yeah, lucky that we figured it out. Well, I I thought that I would eventually like it would all click together that it would eventually just turn and but at that point i was like nope i'm going to the tower after this what's the next area okay let's go <laughs> like, let's move uh, did we did we all finish the game i, I think i, I yeah. need to ask the question i finished it last night i got to the quarry and i watched the closing video on youtube <laughs> i i have not I, finished I, I it had, yet sorry go ahead mo yeah no I, i'm almost certain I have everything except for the town. And then, I Mike, so. I know that you did everything but the final sequence, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I will go back and I will finish it. I, I think I'll probably do a new game plus um, now that I know a lot of what the rules are. It, I, I, there is something super satisfying about finishing these puzzles. Um, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like a new game plus is actually something I'll enjoy a whole lot more than doing it the first time. So do you guys know about the timer thing that I was referring to? Yes, yeah, so it, I no, finished I finished it this morning yeah. like 10 minutes before we started I finished. Okay, yeah, cuz that was like the hard like I that was the hardest part for me because I was under pressure. And I just mm-hmm. hated every second of it. So what's the timer <laughs> I didn't, thing? And I didn't think that was fun. Do you want to kind of explain how that how that sequence goes? Um basically you like you go through the tower or the the mountain, you go all the way down, and you there's a little platform that you walk on, and there's these two, I don't know, like shift things. It's like metal doors, but there's these two blocks, and they lift up, and two puzzles show up, and it's on a timer. So after a couple of seconds, the thing goes back down, and you reset the uh, the puzzle, and then every time it opens, a different puzzle appears. Oh, brutal. Yeah, so that was like the hardest thing for that's why with the with the two different types or colored blocks, I did that one first cuz once you complete the puzzle, it locks in. But it was the other one yeah. where it was the Tetris blocks plus the suns. I mm-hmm. would just at, at one point I was just trying to figure out what I wasn't even looking. I was just trying to do the best I can because you can't even mm-hmm. look up on the walkthrough for that because it's a different puzzle every single time. Yeah, it randomly generates every time you do it. So, like, yeah. there's no walkthrough, and that's the thing. So I, I budgeted time to be like, okay, like, I looked at the walkthrough because I, I knew I needed to finish the game yeah. um, to kind of talk through. Um, so I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to do this, and, like, I'm going to have time to, like, you know, take some time away from the game, you know, chill, eat breakfast, whatever, before we podcast. But because of that, like, I didn't read through the the walkthrough where it said, like, hey, this section is randomly generated. Like, I just said, okay, there's, like, uh, maybe, like, eight or nine different sets of puzzles. So, like, maybe I need two, three hours to go through this. And, like, because it was randomly generated, I... I finished like ten minutes before we started podcasting. Oh my god! <laughs> You're like, and come on, come on, come on, come on! <laughs> I was freaking out because I'm like, I need to finish this game. I need to finish. I need to finish yeah. because like the the first section of the last like of the end, quote unquote, is like a maze where um, you have to like set uh, set the maze floor using a a like a puzzle. You set the floor with a puzzle, and that puzzle allows you to solve all of the other puzzles in the room. Um, but once you get past that, there's like um, a section with columns and then there's a section with that kind of same same area with like setting puzzles on the floor, but they're different colors. And like with a walkthrough, cause I- I'm going to be honest, like I just need I wanted to see the end of the game. So for the most part, I was using a walkthrough for it. But that randomly generated puzzle sequence just like absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> like I was there last night and it's like midnight. I'm like. And, you know, Martin was behind me playing his game and he's watching me and I'm just like, ah, ah. and I'm like trying to figure <laughs> it out. And I think I ended up getting lucky on the one puzzle. And I just I, I was like, OK, it's this. And it worked. And I was like, yes, because sometimes I would think it would work and then it would go. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and you know what the craziest thing is? If you isn't it if you pause the game, it resets the panel. right? Yes. Yeah. So you can't so even like, pause it. The biggest right. fu that could ever be like you can't screen cap it, you can't like uh, you can't pause because if you do that, the puzzle resets. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna do this puzzle. I'm gonna I'm gonna whatever. I'm gonna figure it out in my brain, and like 
it resets yeah. if you pause it. It's Mo? the game's way. I, I, oh, sorry. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder like, because I didn't get to that part, but it, I wonder if I can screenshot it with the iPad just by doing, like, you know, the home button and the power button thing. Uh, that one, because when I do that in a game, it doesn't pause the game. It just continues the game. Me, hope. So if I get to that, you best believe I'm going to be screenshotting. <laughs> I feel like your iPad thing is making this, you cheat. <laughs> this is unfair. Well, yeah, last time we podcasted, you like literally put your iPad up to the screen and been like, can you help me with this section? <laughs> and Mike and I freaked out because we have one rule. It's like, don't talk about the game. And Mike kept having to remind me because I got so frustrated because I hate this game <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> And I kept saying it, and Mike's like, save your opinions for the podcast. Well, the you know what? Times. We haven't been really that negative like about the game. We've kind of just talked about how like challenging it is, how fun, how happy we were when we solved it. No one has said really a negative thing besides, like, yeah, it kind of gets frustrating when you're going through step by step. What was the most annoying, irritating, pull-your-hair-out moment for, let's say, Court? Uh, well, I my thing was there was no story there was no interaction. There was it was just these, and so for me, I hated that. I was like, "This is lame." Like, like who am I? Like, what is, what what is this character? Like, when I would see myself in the like the sh- like uh, my own shadow, I was like, "Am I attractive? Am I a boy? Am I a girl? Like, what am I?" <laughs> and then yeah, just with the recordings, it was like I would click on them anyway, just so that I could complete them. But I I would just continue on because I could care less of what they had to say. And so I think my most negative thing was was that there was no story to enjoy about the game other than just puzzles, just puzzles until the very end. I don't know if like Jacob, if you like kind of uh, figured it when you do the Willy Wonka exit and uh, and and then it, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know. Do you guys want me to spoil it for you guys? I, I, I saw the ending this sequence oh, okay. starting starting with that little Willy Wonka traveling across the, the island in yeah. that little box. It, it just like, I wanted to whip my controller across because I'm like, oh, no, like no. you, I want value. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. it, oh man. So I like, because I want, again, value for a game like with story and to understand the story of why I played this game. And at the very end, the last thing they say is it was all a dream kind of thing. And so I was like, was this, was this a dream? But then I looked up and there is a secret ending and within the first few minutes of the game. And I went and I, I was like, I saw the ending and I was like, God, <laughs> and went and I completed it. And then I walked and like, so then it basically kind of confirmed that it was technically all a dream mm-hmm. of a person. Do you want to kind of explain what that secret ending looks like? Because it's, it's actually, com- it looks completely different than the rest of the game. And it's, it's, it's strictly video, right? Cause I didn't, I watched it. I didn't like, I, I watched the secret ending on YouTube. I didn't yes. watch the secret ending in the game and you, you wake up and it's a, it's a, person who's like ripping off like like Their hospital stuff right yeah yeah so do you want to explain the secret ending a little bit um <clears throat> yeah so you start off in the very beginning and as you enter into the world there's that huge electrical gate and all you do is you walk up you look up there's the sun and there's a pole on the gate that you line the sun up with that pole and then it's it's its own puzzle and you open up this secret gateway that leads into like a, like a hotel type thing. And then all the recordings there is like the credits. And then after you get to the very end, um, it kind of goes through like the making of the game type thing. And, and then you're suddenly like a real person waking up from a couch with a monitor screen and he's taken off these attachments and he kind of like walks around and you can see all the puzzles are like pictures on his walls and it it's just it's just him waking up and you know he looked, seemed like to be in a pretty nice place living in <laughs> i was like oh this is like, really nice i want to live there <laughs> but yeah you're like a real person waking up from a dream go mike mo, or, mo yeah <laughs> so um based solely on a youtube comment um this is what the person said they're like so basically the ending is your Jonathan Blow waking up from an acid overdose walking around in your apartment where you develop the game. And that, in a nutshell, like it sounds crazy and all that stuff, but that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Because I watched that little ending sequence and you're waking up, you have like the medical things connected to you, there's computers in front of you, there's a bunch of little dev stations, there's article on the wall, and you stumble, you actually collapse at one point. Yeah. And you're like, you're kind of like having a rough time. And that 
comment kind of sums it up. Just like how YouTube comments always nail it. That yeah. one nailed it. <laughs> no. Oh, what a trip, man. Wow. <laughs> You're braver like, than I am, though, because I don't venture into YouTube comments. Um, but <laughs> but I do want to ask you guys, does it being a dream at the end devalue the experience for you? Does that usually bother, uh, bother you when it's, you know, oh, it was all a dream? It made it make more sense for me. I was like, yeah. okay, now that's why it was weird <laughs> uh, uh, for me it kind of I, one of the things I I didn't like that the fact that it was seemed like it was a dream I feel like that's a very easy out for a story like if you do something crazy and wonky and out of the blue and then you haze out oh it was a dream I think what like spec ops that one was kind of like oh it's like a dream or not reality it's an kind hallucination. of thing too right yeah so I, I just feel like it's such an easy way to kind of like dismiss your crazy wonky storyline I would have appreciated something different and just yeah. like court i would have loved a story or something but this game really isn't a story it's a perfect ipad game or an easy quick consumption game that you can play for months if you just play it piece by piece by piece i i think that the uh like the like you said mike the dream is like the laziest narrative device you can use of like I want to have this big story that has lots of consequence, but at the end of the day, I actually don't want it to have any consequence. So it's just like, and it was like Biggie said, it was all a dream, right? It's, it's not something that I, all right, we're ending the podcast right now. Jacob, no more Biggie references. <laughs> I'm so, I, I had to, I'm sorry. His birthday was like a week ago, man. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, I tend to find the dream, uh, like, ending or, like, device to be really annoying in something that sets up a – sets up major consequences for characters that have been, like, already developed and, uh, and, and that they're – you know, they use it to create stakes uh, and then pull the rug out from under you. But in this case, and I think cases like The Wizard of Oz, the underlying – thing that you get from the journey like it doesn't matter if like that was real or not like you get the same lessons you get to take away the same things and so like obviously i haven't i haven't gotten to the the end of the witness yet but it being a dream or not i don't think changes what i take away from this game i think i still take away that like oh you know the solving these puzzles is really what's um what's exciting and it's about overcoming uh things that are difficult and and making sure that you stick with it. Um, and I think that's the type of stuff that'll stick with me from this game. Um, even, even if like the stakes are, are lost because it was all just a dream. I, uh, did I, did we like, did, I, I just, did we, did we like this game? I don't, I wouldn't play it again. I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't think I would recommend it to people either. It's like, Oh, you, unless I hated the person. <laughs> like don't like them like you should play this game it's great <laughs> uh, i'm kind of mixed um so yeah it was frustrating pull your hair out but the fact that it was on ipad you can play it piece by piece you don't have to like be attached to a flowing storyline it's a good game to like buy and play over like even a year just like little bit by little bit but if you're planning on like playing this to like complete like a complete it all in like one or two sittings, it's gonna be the worst nine ten hours of your life. Try twenty. <laughs> when I had originally seen, because the reason why I chose it when you were like, here's a list of the games that we can play. Um, I wanted to play it because I remember seeing it on Steam, and I think uh, I had a few people that had already played it, and it was one of the recommended ones. And me and my friend who like to play scary games, I was like, oh, there's this game called The Witness. And we I'm, we watched the trailer and we saw that it was just puzzles. And I was like, I don't think this would be a good game for us to play because we want something shorter. And so I was really iffy on even getting it. So when I saw that you had like, you know, in the list, I was like, oh, well, this is the perfect opportunity to try and play this game. And but I, I don't think I would have bought it if it wasn't for the podcast. I would have been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? <So. laughs> um, I, have, I have three texts from Jacob that I think summarize not only how I feel about the game, but how, <laughs> how Jacob feels about the game. So this was just after I left Jacob's house. And the first text is, dude, I just banged out two easy ones. Second text was, I feel so smart in all caps. And then the last <laughs> text was, I no longer want to die, LOL. 
(laughs) (laughs) I feel that completely captures what this game is like. It is incredibly difficult, but when you have success, that success is unmatched and it feels amazing. And, uh, And I think I would recommend it to anyone I know that really likes puzzle games. Because I think yeah. this is the 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 type of puzzle game that that is uh, as far as I can imagine one of the most difficult and one of the most imaginative. Um, and I think they do a really good. I think Jonathan Blow does a really good job designing these puzzles to teach you lessons along the way and to make you take a step back and question the things that you think you've learned and make sure that you understand them correctly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those are good lessons that I'm probably going to take into my day to day life. And so as a project, I think it was a success. I enjoyed my time overall with it, despite having a lot of moments of frustration and despair and, uh, and agony, <laughs> but <Yeah>. I, <laughs> it was net positive for me. Okay. And see the way I, the way I pitched this game to people that like don't know games. So like I was, t- I was telling my girlfriend about it um, cause, and she doesn't play games at all. So I was like, imagine like a puzzle book. But also, you're like walking around in an environment, solving puzzles that would be in a puzzle book. And like, I, I hate to diminish a game to like its basest elements, but like, it's a puzzle book and a walking simulator put together. And y- there is no value in the game except for the the value you get from like discovery and from figuring things out. So if you're someone who doesn't like puzzle games, like this isn't going to be the puzzle game that like makes you love puzzle games. This yeah. is almost like a masterclass in puzzle games. So like if you're a fan of Sudoku or if you like like a, a visual novel that has like puzzle solving elements in it, um, and and you like the puzzle solving more than the story elements, like this is a game that may be for you. I just I just never would have. Like, if we didn't have this this vehicle, this podcast to go out and play it, I probably would have never gone out and played The Witness because it seemed so intimidating from the people that I heard kind of talking about it. And mm-hmm. much like Braid, Jonathan Blow's first game, I feel like there's so much more below the surface that we need to, like, like that we'll be able to read into. Because Braid is, like, a very simple, like, when you look at it on its face, you're like, oh, it's a platformer and it's got some, like, time manipulation elements, right? But really, and Mike's smirking because, like, he knows how I feel about Braid. I'm not a fan of Braid either. Oh, no. <laughs> like, there's just tons more to it that we'll be able to dig, dig into. But, like, if you don't love puzzles and, like, the element of discovery, like, do not, do not, capital letters, engage in The Witness. Like, I like Zelda puzzles, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just little bits of puzzle. It's not like your whole life for 20 hours is, the, is puzzles. Zelda gives you a little bit, a little bit yeah. there, a little bit here, but that's it. And yeah, a story. And, <laughs> exactly. And, like, I had a, a ton of, like, I feel for the past, like, six weeks to two months knowing that I had to finish The Witness, I had this, like, existential dread just, oh, like, no. over me just being like, you have to finish The Witness. It's a video game you must finish. Um, played over six months, like Mo said. Yeah, like like just little bits, little bits. Because even mm-hmm. yesterday I worked and I wanted to leave early just so I would have enough time to finish it. And I was like, I need to finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there are there other sections you guys want to kind of talk about or puzzle solving elements that you want to go through? Uh, we haven't talked about like the big aha in this game when you can discover that like in the environment at large... Like, there are some, like, you can put your cursor on a part of the environment and draw a puzzle in the actual environment. Did you guys do that? What? That was the monastery, right? Well, it's everywhere. No, so, like, it's everywhere. So, like, say that what? you're say say that you're on the boat, right? Yep. And you're, like, going around the island. There are a few parts where, like, say you're very far away, okay? And then you look in the distance. There's a knot that's almost created in the environment, and you can actually, like, say you're on the boat, you oh. can point your cursor what? at it and draw, like, in the mountain, like, where there's a knot, and solve a puzzle in the environment. Is, is that why you got, like, a little speed gauge so you can stop the boat? Yeah, and also, like, I don't know if you noticed, but in the actual, um, like, if you go into your load screen, it tells you how many puzzles you've solved, right? Oh. There's a mine, number. Mine doesn't. And then there's a plus 
like another number and I believe that plus like say it's plus 12 or plus 6 that's the amount of environmental puzzles that you've solved oh see I would have liked if they had more achievements like I like I know for Xbox PS4 and uh, Steam they give you like the achievement unlock and they only have two and I was like, what the heck? Like, you know, because it would make it uh, like accomplishing the puzzles a little bit more satisfying. So wait, there's only on the PC version, there's only two achievements. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's it's no completing the game and then the secret completion. <laughs> wow. Really? Because on, on the Xbox console version, there's 13 achievements. Really? And th- that actually was very helpful to Mike and I, because like when we were going through and being like, what have we completed? What have we not completed? There was actually like a record of like, okay, we did. There was 13 achievements and it was, I believe the 10 sections and then the, what was it, the, or the 11 lasers. Oh, no, sorry. Getting through the first part, I think the 10 different sections, the end, and then the secret ending. So, like, we knew exactly where we were, and it was very helpful as, like, a North Star in the game. Yeah, I, there's, there's no, like, there's two on Steam. And that's, like, I like getting the little notification be like, you did it! Or, like, you got <laughs> yeah. this, and there's, yeah. like, a title. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> on the Xbox version, so it was given away for free. Um, and on the Xbox, uh, they give you percentages of players that have completed the achievement. So what I saw when we were like, getting the achievements, all of them were rare achievements because only like 4 to 7% of the player base were getting the achievements. So like, that was another like, dopamine hit where we're like, we're geniuses because only 4% of the player base decided <laughs> to beat this part of the game. It feels good to have an achievement like notification pop up, but it feels so good to have a rare achievement pop up. It makes mm-hmm. you feel so good. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any like specific puzzle types you guys want to kind of cover uh, before we wrap up? I think uh, one that I particularly want to talk about is the in the orchard. There were those like tree looking uh, like the the roots the roots puzzles. Um, those were ones that like, I I really, I really enjoyed those because it was like an environmental puzzle that you had to like figure out what number, um, of root, like that's all you had to do was like figure out, okay, I need to go to the, the fifth one, then the sixth one, then the seventh one in the orchard. I really liked that when it clicked, it was great. Were there any sections that you guys liked or hated the puzzles or struggled with in the actual game? Um, no, I think besides the sun one in the desert, the reflection one of the water, I think that was the basement of the desert, though. Everything with reflections I thought was pretty cool. And the the one where it's symmetrical. So if you started mm-hmm. a puzzle and the it like followed the exact inverse motion that you did, that was, for some reason, super satisfying and like, mm-hmm. pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, aside from the, you know, the, the different types of puzzles, I found bringing in all kinds of different tools helped solve these so much. A pen and paper some graph paper i was even taking photos of these puzzles with my phone to uh to remember specifically with the symmetry puzzles when they start becoming fainter and fainter until you can't uh you can't see them anymore that was incredibly helpful mm-hmm. to start taking photos oh of stuff. yeah yeah um, um uh, what else there was also um the the one where you had to like step back from the environment and like look through glass of a different color to like change the color of the actual puzzle like the blocks on the puzzle itself so you're looking through this yellow glass and seeing that the blue like a certain shade of blue is changing color i thought that was really cool too was that the bunker yeah that was the bunker yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um i think i think i'm i'm good there wasn't really much much more i wanted to go through Uh, court anything you wanted to cover before we wrap up here uh no i think that's about everything yeah i wanted to get out my opinion (laughs) no i'm good i'm good mike i'm good that's our conversation about the witness uh mo uh you want to tell tell the folks about our discord yeah, it's a great community. If you guys want to continue the conversation or talk about games in general, or even get a like nice little deal on a video game, uh, go to leftbehindgame.club and find the Discord button shortly at the bottom, or leftbehindgameclub.com will also get you to the right place. Join the Discord, get chatting, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, one other thing we want to mention before we wrap up the show, uh, our one-year anniversary is coming up uh, next month in the month of June. 
So we'll be doing a contest where we're giving away a whole bunch of games. Uh, more on that in the month of June. Uh, as well, our next two titles are Star Wars Republic Commando that comes out June 13th. And Vanquish, we're playing that game on June 27th. And uh, we're going to do an E3 show as well. So on June 6th, uh, we're going to put out our E3 prediction show. Again, if you want to follow everything that we do, uh, you can check out our Instagram at Left Behind Game Club or our Twitter at Left Behind Club. Uh, Courtney, uh, thank you so much for being on the show for the first time. Uh, if the folks want to find you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, usually on my Twitch channel, so twitch.tv uh, slash court for the win or FTW. Uh, you can also join my Discord community, and if you subscribe to my Twitch channel, you get VIP access to play some video games with me. And then I usually do Sunday morning podcasts, some like every now and again, and then you get to partake in that as well. So, yeah. and uh, can they find that podcast on your Twitch channel? Uh, yeah, if you, the, it, it'll be the Discord link. Uh, so you can like everything's like hooked up on my Twitch. If you just go down to the panels, you'll see cool. everywhere to find me and follow me on social media. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Mo, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Emritati across the board or Emritati.com. You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt. And if you want to watch me stream, uh, I occasionally stream the games that we play. You can do so at JacobStreams.com. Mike, where can the people find you? The people can find me at RufaloM on most places on the internet, as well as MichaelRufalo.com. And I think that wraps it up. Uh, so that, my friends, is one less game left behind.